Good morning, everybody. It is Wednesday, 15th of September. And today, you might have noticed in the newsletter, we have a new section. And why we didn't do this 23 years ago, or why I didn't do it 23 years ago, I don't know. But the section is called Marcus Today. And we are binning our announcement section, our broker research section, and pulling some of the items out of my stuff, the pre-market stuff, even Henry's stuff. And we are going to produce in this Marcus Today section will be central to the newsletter. And this will be like a Marcus Today feed. And we're going to include in that section anything we think will be of interest to you as Australian investors. And we are going to put it things in in a chronological order as we write them. So the early stuff will be down the bottom and the new stuff will be up the top as things develop. So this will include all sorts of stuff, announcements, snippets, broker stuff, rumors, economic stuff, anything we think will be interesting to you. And I've told the guys, don't just dump in boring factual announcements, but try and put some sort of tilt on it, put an opinion in if there is one. We don't want a boring news feed. We want a Marcus Today feed, which is stuff that is occurring to me, Henry, Tom, Chris, Ben, anyone who has got something interesting to say to put it in there. As I say, it will include all sorts of things. Don't want to bang on about it, but go and have a look at the Marcus Today section today and you'll see that is all you really need to have a read of if you're trying to keep in touch with the market. And apart from being a central piece for you, it's a really useful piece for us. If we're doing media or the end of day podcast or the breakfast briefing podcast in the morning or indeed my midday strategy piece, you need look no further than this new section. So please have a look at that today. And I've put a little link in there. If you have any comments, go to the strategy section. If you have any comments, please email me there. So the market today, down 36. All the banks are down today. BHP down 3.2%, not good. Rio down 1.5%. The iron ore price was down 1.8% again overnight. So iron ore still on the slide. Interesting, Macquarie has a bit of research out on iron ore today saying that they still like or they prefer Rio to BHP and Fortescue, but they still like BHP and Fortescue. But they also mentioned key mid caps, Mineral Resources, MIN, and Champion Iron CIA. They didn't seem to mention MGX, which has fallen 50, over 50% since this recent peak in the iron ore price. And it's going to come back hard when they start to come back. And they also mentioned DDR, which has a royalty stream derived from, from some of BHP's productions. production. Bottom line, I think the iron ore price, whilst it's still sliding and, and stocks are on the slide and iron ore stocks are on the slide today, at some point this sector is going to bottom. It may not be soon, but at some point this sector is going to be bottom. I think it's probably a bit too late to be selling now. And if I was trading PA, which means personal account, if I was trading PA, I'd be looking to buy MGX. When the iron ore sentiment returns, it hasn't returned today though. You probably saw the US inflation number overnight. It came in below expectations and the market didn't really like that. Wall Street was down 292. The reason they don't like that is if inflation sliding away and isn't an issue, then the Fed can get on with tapering. So tapering has become more likely overnight. Probably next week we'll be saying the opposite.
opposite. The Federal Reserve have a meeting next week, so they're going to talk about the timing of tapering, I assume, and the suggestion is that they may delay that again until some November decision and then not start tapering till next year. It's all getting very boring. Obviously, the reason people are worrying about it is that tapering could be the Achilles heel of the whole market at some point, and the example of that was the taper tantrum in 2018 when the market fell 15% in three months as the Federal Reserve tries to tried to raise rates and stop printing. But they quickly reversed that when the market fell over and probably will do again. Anyway, tapering. Yawn. Something else from yesterday on the central bank front. You probably saw the RBA. I missed it. I thought the speech wasn't relevant in my podcast yesterday, but I hadn't read it. But after reading it, it's clear that the RBA have seen some economic impact from the recent lockdowns and are going to delay tapering until at least February. And Philip Lowe made the very clear point that they don't think that their labour market or inflation targets are going to be hit any time in 2022 or 2023. And I think he was particularly pointing out or picking up on some strategists' recent comments. I don't know which ones suggesting that rates would rise sooner rather than later. The RBA have made it very clear that that is not going to happen and they don't see any sort of rate rise until 2024. So if you are running a massive mortgage, driving a leased Porsche, a leased car, Porsche four-wheel drive to your private school, looking wealthy, but in fact geared to the eyeballs, don't worry about it. The RBA aren't going to be raising rates anytime soon. Cost of money is cheap and staying cheap. A few other quick things. Tax hikes look like they're on the way in the US. Goldman Sachs says a or the proposed corporate tax rate increase from 21% to 26.5%. They suggest if it hits 25%, it'll knock 5% off S&P 500 earnings in 2022 and will reverse what Trump did when he first arrived with his tax increases. He popped the market 8% in a month on the back of his tax giveaways. Here we have a reversal of that. The reason they're talking about it is because somebody has to pay for the $3.5 trillion budget bill. So there's another potential Achilles heel for the US stock market. Something's going to come along. It could be tax hikes, could be tapering, could be tax hikes. There's still weakness in Chinese tech stocks. The Golden Dragon Index, which is an index listed on the NASDAQ, which includes all the NASDAQ listed companies with a lot of China business or with the majority of their business in China. That index is already down 50% from the top. It fell another 2.23% overnight as the Chinese continue to tighten their grip on technology companies. Overnight, they were telling tech companies to stop locking each other's links on their sites. The energy sector is a focus at the moment. You might have seen tropical storms. Nicholas hitting Texas, which is keeping the oil price going, but that's a tight, that's a minor, minor event. There seems to be amongst the oil sector or energy sector analysts a bit of a change of tone. Morgan Stanley are saying they expect a much tighter oil market next year, and UBS today has a piece of research out with recommendations on all the major oil stocks. They've got Origin as a buy, Oil Search as a buy, Santos as a buy, Woodside as a buy with target prices 11%, 22%, 30%, 20% above the current share prices. And you probably saw the sector take off yesterday. There's no seeming, seemingly no follow through today, it's got to be said. But there is some sort of bottoming of sentiment, certainly from the analysts in the energy sector. And some of those stocks are still 30% below the pre-pandemic high. So there's a lot of recovery potential left in that sector. Did we just have a one-day wonder yesterday? Some institution went in and bought 
load of energy stocks or is that a significant change or pivot point or change of trend jury is out they're not very exciting stocks got to be said coal also of interest Goldman Sachs have upgraded their coal price forecasts Credit Suisse got an outperform on Coronado 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 Global Resources CRN target price 30% of our current share price and the share price up 2.9% today there's some chatter about a independent review of the Reserve Bank of Australia Josh Frydenberg says he's open to it looking at the key lessons from COVID-19 the implications for interest rates being stuck at historic lows the bank's inflation targets and its board structure and transparency talk of a bid for Sainsbury's in the UK price up 10% last night Flight Centre had a presentation today saying they expect some international travel to resume in late 2022 blimey doesn't sound exciting does it that share price down 1.2% today alright let's get on to the main story of the day is lithium again I won't talk about this too much I think Henry's probably written about it again as well but Pilbara Minerals has had a second auction on its batteries materials exchange which is a digital auction second one it's done and they've set a price for a, a, a delivery of 8,000 tons of lithium of spodumene they've set a price of I think 2,240 US dollars a ton which is well above the 990 US dollars a ton the spot price was supposed to be running at anyway all confusing but the lithium stocks come alive again today Pilbara Minerals up 9% and Lion Town Resources LTR now at $1.55 if you remember our $12 million man we wrote about the $12 million man who had put $190,000 into one stock on he came to one of our one of my education lectures for a weekend in Perth and ended up being quite taken with the one stock portfolio idea this is the idea that you buy one stock you find out everything you can about one particular stock a stock that's got half a good idea you narrow all the risks by doing all the research you in fact probably take less risk than if you own 20 stocks you hardly know anything about and don't watch very carefully and you put it all into one stock anyway he ended up with all his money in one stock Lion Town resources it was 189,000 when we wrote about him in July he was worth 12 million dollars as of yesterday he was worth 27.6 million as of Monday rather he was worth 27.6 million dollars and today he's worth 30.3 million dollars so whilst you are slaving away doing your job worrying about where your next thousand dollars is coming from our 12 million dollar man made three million dollars in 24 hours an advert for the one stock portfolio technique although be careful with that you, you need to read the article there are a lot of risks doing that sort of thing. We only raise up the winners whilst the losers go to dark corners. Anyway, lithium flying along. I was reading some Macquarie research. I think I said that yesterday. Reading some quite old July research from Macquarie. And they had charts of the production of lithium carbonate and the demand for lithium and battery development and electric vehicle numbers. And we are right at the beginning of this electric vehicle theme. So so whilst we see some of these stocks do a one bag or two bag if you sell one or two baggers you'll never get a ten bagger and I'll come to a comment on the fact that the prices seem to have got away from us all I am on the nickel bandwagon as you know I hold personally PA personal account 
POS, which is Poseidon Nickel, which is one of what I describe as the mothball nickel stocks. There are two of them, Pan and Poz. They both have mothballed projects, which are proven with resources already, and they are trying to have enough exploration success or see the nickel price high enough to make their mothballed projects viable again. Their share prices have started to creep up. There is corporate action in the sector as Andrew Forrest and BHP go head-to-head over a nickel stock in Canada. As independent group, independence group bid for Western Areas, WSA, so IGO bidding for WSA and Andrew Forrest went and bought himself, was it 8% of WSA or was it 5%? Bought himself a stake in Western Areas. And then you've got Mincor, Poseidon Nickel and Panoramic sitting there waiting for things to light up for them and hopefully they will one day. But it's all this electric vehicle theme now and I haven't even mentioned uranium which is going nuts at the moment hardly an electric vehicle theme but all these hot stocks let me just make my point despite the fact that these themes are very long term and I don't think the electric vehicle theme is going away anytime soon it is a long term theme if we get a market correction and the odds of that seem very low central bank has got our backs yes PEs are right up there but they're not at extreme levels anyway it could happen anytime or it may never happen but if there was was a market correction, don't be the last person standing there professing the momentum story from 2021 because everything will get the guts kicked out of it. Every stock that is priced on sentiment rather than profit is going to have the froth blown off it come a correction. So I would almost welcome a correction because it's an opportunity to get stuck back in. And if you're quick and smart enough, it's not really smart. It's a bit of luck half the time, but if you're quick enough, you'll be sitting with cash waiting for the bottom, which is a lot of lot more fun than watching you lose your profit. But my point is, yes, I'm a faithful holder of Poseidon Nickel, but it won't stop me, and it shouldn't stop you in PLS or Lion Town or Mineral Resources selling to buy back, because when sectors get frothy like this, it can disappear very quickly. Yes, the theme's long term. Yes, you could hold it all the way through. But the stock market's for making money over any time frame, not just the long term. So my message to you is you can sit there reading the Bible to all the people going past when it all goes wrong. And yes, the resurrection may happen, but I prefer to be exploiting the resurrection myself. You might have noticed on the nickel front that stock Metal Hawk yesterday, MHK, jumped 264% on the back of some drill results from their Bearhaven Exploration Tenement 20 kilometers east of Kalgoorlie near an old nickel mine. Anyway, they're up another 34% today, but you know, up 300% on a nickel stock on, and if you look at the photos, you know, there's some sample bags next to holes. And here we are, those, those expiration results were tens of millions to the company. They've gone from 18 cents to 95 cents. Not sure what that tells you about Metal Hawk. What it does tell you is just how inflammable nickel stocks are at the moment, which is all good for, for me talking my own book on POS or PAN or MCR or IGO or WSA. I've got a little uh, comment in the strategy piece about my education video from yesterday. Got quite a lot of response to it, particularly like the comment about the background making your eyes bleed. Thank you very much for that. Thanks for your encouragement, but message, <laughs> no, I 
I am joking. It was very nicely meant and humorously put. But message received. Let's see what I come up with next. I think the main point of my education video initiative is to pass strong and passionate messages in digestible five-minute videos that can engage you for that long, not much longer. We'll see how I go with the next one. Uh, lastly, Henry noted today we've had after pay, before pay, and he picked up today on early pay, to which Tom has suggested we start an app, launch an app called Normal Pay, which uses this thing called money to pay for things when you buy them as normal. But they do it through a cool-looking app, and Ben's topped them all over with his app, which he's going to call No Pay, which is for shoplifters. Right, that's about it. Our market going nowhere. Down 40. Momentum, market momentum does feel like it's just losing at the moment. We were down 58, mind. We're down 42. Tech stocks are up. Resources down. Banks are down. Lithium up. Oil down. Gold holding its own. As I leave you, Dow futures up 37. Nothing to concern us. Enjoy the new Marcus today. Section. You have a fabulous day and I will speak to you tomorrow.